Today on Lockdown Red Wings, Detroit celebrates Marco Casper's NHL debut with a 5-2 win in Toronto and topping it off with a Dylan Larkin hat trick. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's a host over at Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And, oh man, what a this is going to be a fun one, Scotty. This is going to be a fun one. Not only did you go into Toronto and beat the Toronto Maple Leafs by three total goals, which is just always wonderful, but Several players hit new milestones. You got the debut of Marco Casper. Alex Nedeljkovic was fantastic. There's just so much to break down in this game that we might not have time to break it down that loss to the Winnipeg Jets. And if that's the case, then <laughs> ooh, what a shame. What a shame. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> That'd be, that would be so so awful if we didn't get it's to the 6-2 so to loss. Man. We just might not have time to talk about the horrible hockey game where we looked <laughs> absolutely terrible. Scotty, uh, where do you want to begin with this game? Toronto. Well, no crap. The ga- I was obviously talking about <laughs> the game in Toronto. What aspect do you want to focus on to begin with? I want to start with Larks. I want to start with Larks, man. Hattie, second career Hattie. Um, he looked great, man. And and that that entire top line really... I thought produced really well, at least. Um, but yeah, he, he looked really good. Uh, man, I, and I know like the third goal was kind of like a fluky, whatever, just kind of chucked it down ice. But uh, he was wreaking havoc in front of the net, which is something that uh, not only has he shown the capability of doing, but like something that this team has been trying to find someone to consistently do for really the entire year. And, you know, after the trade deadline and whatnot. So uh, the fact that he was able to kind of, kind of put his body out there and get one of them like that, kind of the, the gritty way, the Bertuzzi way, we'll say, in front of the net there was kind of nice. Um, but, yeah, no, he, he looked great. Uh, his dad was having a great time, family out there in the section. Um, yeah, I said it in the, in the post-game recap video we did, but, you know, whatever you got to say about the Red Wings is fine, but I think they have the best dads in the league. And, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, I, I think that uh, game in and game out, uh, our, our dads bring it. So, um, yeah, great performance though. Great night, obviously. And, uh, um, um, what is that career high in points? And he's like a goal shy of career high in goals. Uh, his career high in goals is 32 and he's at 31 now. So yeah, I mean, it was a great game for Dylan Larkin. That top line as a whole was really good out there. I mean, that's, that's a tough, that is a tough task having as great of a lot having as great of a game as that first line did have against a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs as just thrown together as that top line is. I mean, it's Dominic Kubelik, David Perron, and Dylan Larkin. That wasn't your top line to start the year. Yeah. But they, they went out there and they had an 87.76 goal, expected goals for percentage at even strength. I mean, that's they had .09 expected goals against when that offensive line was out there. That's how good they were. And Dylan Larkin, obviously, he led the way. Um, those three goals, the first one was an absolute ripper. The second one, he was just, you know, he went to the front of the net. He screened the goalie and he got the rebound. And the third one, yeah, he just chucked it in David Perron's general direction. And Perron, no, realizing that it was heading in the direction of the net, 
lifted his stick not to touch it, but <laughs> it's a hat trick nonetheless. And we're going to celebrate that because, you know, this season, especially down the wire here, which I do want to bring up the fact that it is now April 2nd as of recording this. Red Wings are above 500 still, 500 point percentage, and not eliminated from the playoff race. Now, and we all know they're not going to make the playoffs. They're 10 points back out of the wild card spot with like five games remaining. It's next to impossible. But <laughs> they're imagine? not, the, 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 right? The point being is this is, despite the struggles and despite some of the bummers at times, this team has still taken that step forward that we are wanting them to see. I think they were at, what, 75 points coming into this game, so I put them at 77 points. So they've already eclipsed that high from last year. Dylan Larkin broke his career high. Now he's got, I think, those with those three goals, that puts him at, so he came in with 73 points, so 76 points in 75 games. So he's back above a point per game after that Hattie. 31 goals, second consecutive season, over 30 goals, um, third total in his career. Dylan Larkin, and you know, credit to Will Birchfield, he pointed it out on uh, Twitter, but Larkin has risen to the occasion. This was a huge year for this team in terms of like the direction this team was going to head, and it was a contract year for him as well. There was a ton of pressure on him to perform, and he goes out there, and he does it all and then some. So, yes. you know, he might never be the 40-goal scorer. This, you know, this team's going to need to go over the top, but he is without a doubt the focal point of this hockey team. Yeah, yeah, I mean, playmaker. And, and the, the thing that... I've always like kept in the back of my mind about Larkin is like he he's really been given next to no help for his entire career. Yeah. And like it, it would just be really nice. Like I, with the current iteration of the Red Wings, like, yes, he'll be around a point a game. He'll be around a 30 goal score. And that's that's what he's going to produce on a night to night basis. But I would just love to see what type of production he could end up having if he was surrounded by like uber talent and mm -hmm. and we just have yet to see that and i think we're trending in the right direction and, and all that you know i i think we we've made that pretty clear we uh next year is a really important year for the franchise and all that like same conversations we've had a lot but um that's like the thing that excites me the most is like if this is the new benchmark if like around a point a game you know he might even end the season a couple points more than a point a game like if that's the new benchmark, like as the roster continues to improve, that number in theory should only should should only increase, and that should be like the new floor. So, um, yeah, definitely excited for uh, for Larks, and and like you said, really really big year when it needed to be a big year from him. So uh, yeah, good big ups to the captain on on this season, and you know as far as what you said about the the season as a whole and where we sit currently, I mean I I always just ask myself, you know if. If I could go back in time to August and and give myself a little glimpse into the future and say like, hey man, on on April second, this would be the team's current situation. Like, would I be happy or not? And I think mm -hmm. I think I would I would take it. It's one of those things too, and we talk about this all the time. It's not new here on the podcast, but uh, one of those things where like game by game, it can be so frustrating to watch this team play at times. Like the Winnipeg Jets game, for instance, which hopefully we don't have time to get to in segment three, um, was just it was brutal. Now I don't. There's a second half of a back-to-back -back that was started at home, and then you're in Winnipeg 24 hours later. That was a brutal schedule that the NHL handed them for those two games. So I don't, I'm not going to really? crap on them for too much. But like games like that can be so frustrating to watch because we've seen several of that over this this season. But then you step back and you look at the grander scope. I mean, the fact that they're over 500 still is amazing. Like that is without a doubt. The again, they might finish seventh in the division because the Atlantic division as a whole is just crazy good. 
everyone's getting better except for Montreal, but Montreal's not trying to get better right now. So they might finish worse. <laughs> yeah, dude. They 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 <laughs> might the young core and they're about to have a top pick. <laughs> like that's you know, if you're talking about the future of this division, that's not a not a throwaway later. No, absolutely not. And, and they might finish lower in the standings, but 10 more points, 77 points last year. They hit 74. If they can get, I know I said 85 is starting to seem unlikely with what five yeah, games left. Happen, yeah. Um, but if, you know, just getting across 80 points is still a win in my book. I, I still think that's a win in my book. So yeah, I, I'm and again, like, well, I think the big thing is like, just looking at the grand picture, how, how far, how deep into the season were you playing competitive hockey? How hmm. far out of the playoffs did you end up after game 82? Like those are the, those are the questions that we'll, we'll certainly talk about. I'm sure kind of more big picture stuff after the season ends. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so with that in mind, in regards to this game, I feel like uh, we should save our broader conversation on Casper and Sider until after the break. So let me just say this. I do think the Red Wings came out of the gate and they had a fantastic first period. Uh, I thought they had a wonderful first period. I think it, the shots were 11-9 Toronto after the first. Maybe not. That was the five-on-five five numbers, in fact. let me. Look well, they punched them in the mouth. They really yeah. did. They they came out of the gate running and, and, and the boys were buzzing. They looked really, really good. I thought they were the better team in the first mm -hmm. period, which, uh, you know, we haven't been able to say very often about, like, no matter who we play, nonetheless, against the playoff team like Toronto. So yeah, I, I, I was very, very impressed with the first, uh, with the first period. Yeah. They, they looked great. They caught, uh, almost said Winnipeg, uh, almost said Montreal, Toronto, oh, that Canadian team, third try. Yeah. Um, they caught Toronto off guard without a doubt. And Toronto looked like they thought they were going to face a down and out Red Wings team and underestimated the rivalry. And, you know, they, they came out, they got a big, uh, what three to one lead at the end of the first period. Yeah. Three, one and a one. Yeah, so then the second period happened, and the Toronto Maple Leafs remembered who they were, and they brought the pressure, but Nedeljkovic and the Red Wings were able to hang on. So we'll continue this conversation when we come back, Scotty. Uh, we got to give, we got to talk about Casper. We got to talk about Nedeljkovic, uh, Cider, John, Johnny okay. Burgers, baby, Johnny Burgers, Johnny Burgers, Johnny Burgers. Uh, let's see, Oli Modest breakaway goal. Okay, there's a lot to get to in this game. We will get to it, but first, I got to talk to you guys today about eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can make sure every part you need fits just right. The first time around, just add, just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit. Or get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Are you okay, Scotty? Yeah, dude. Yeah, you really, you really crushed that. Let's ride. That was that was really good, man. I was, I was, I was impressed. They, they better be impressed. <laughs> I put my all into that. Put my all into that. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, where do you want to go from here? I think 
I want to talk Johnny Burgers, to be honest with oh, you. Okay, okay. We'll talk about Johnny Burgers. He had a great game. He had a fantastic game. Like, to the point where I genuinely thought he was one of the best players on the ice uh, for this entire game. Uh, I wish he played a little bit more uh, because of that. But I, I thought he looked stellar. Um, he he ended with a goal, yeah? Um, yeah, he had the, but, he had the he hit the iron. Right, yeah, yeah, but the he should have had two crazy save there, glove save, um, in the in, in the third period, third period, yeah, yep. Um, but yeah, I, I, I genuinely, I, I thought, what did he only play 12, 13 minutes? But, um, he, uh, I legit thought he was one of the best forwards uh, on the ice in this game, and uh, I was very, very impressed with how he looked, and he's been impressive all year, and and I, I can't wait for uh, another kind of off season, work on some stuff, come back next year. I'm very, very excited for, for year two of, uh, of Jonathan Bergeron, but it was incredible in this one. Absolutely. Yeah. So they, their line had the Jonathan Berger, Bergeron, Joe Valeno and Matt Luff line was the second best on the team and expected goals for percentage. Yeah, uh, he himself was third on the team alone, 69.23% at five on five. So, I mean, everything that you saw at the eye test is matched up analytically. He was one of the best players. And, you know, he goes through these and he's a rookie. So, you know, this is obviously to be expected. He'll go through games where he's a little bit invisible out there. And then he'll go through games where he makes everyone on his line that much better. And he's been hot lately. He might not be getting on the, the score sheet, but it is visibly visible to tell that he makes his line mates better right now when he's playing with them. And that's without a doubt. And he obviously he got that goal today. Absolute rocket of a shot. He's beat, such a good skater, man. Uh, beat Matt Murray clean. His hockey IQ is really good too. Yeah. And then obviously he got robbed by Samsonov in the Speaking third. Of Matt Murray, I hope I hope he's okay. I think there might have been a I don't know, like they they were talking about maybe he hit his head on the ice when he fell over or something like that. I hope he's chilling. That was like clearly a accident, just uh, you know, Raymond just Blew it, blew out a tire right yeah. there, and unfortunate. But yeah, that was that was kind of a weird part of this hockey game. Yeah, that was Bergen's 14th goal of the season. He's got 25 points now and 61 yeah. games played for him. So pretty respectable rookie campaign for this kid. And you, like you said, if he can just build on that, obviously this is his first year, so this is hopefully nowhere near his ceiling. If he can build on that, you know, if you can get a you know a 20 goal 50 point guy out of Jonathan Berger and that's a huge win that for a second second rounder that's a huge win and that guy that type of guy who could slot right there in the middle six maybe even some top six minutes and just be a consistent piece in the lineup it's just he's been really really he's been really fun to watch fun, fun to watch yeah. grow as well if you want um, to talk I mean we we can kind of do like a whole episode on it during the off season but if you're talking about like winners and losers of the season right like bright spots and Kind of well, it's the opposite of bright spots, dull spots. That sounds aggressive. I don't want to say that. Um, <laughs> bright spots. Wait, and, wait, and I got it. I got not it. Not bright spots. No, no, bright spots and blight spots. That's awful. Um, what? I, I think that's good. <laughs> I think that uh, uh, Wallman is it might just take the cake for biggest bright spot, like as far as development goes of the year, but Bergeron's definitely up there. He's had a great year. Yeah, absolutely. Scotty, I think it's time we talk about Marco Casper. Let's do it. So 18 year old, first 18 year old to make his NHL debut with the Red Wings since the nineties, I believe it was. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty, right. pretty impressive. And sure. you know, I'll be honest with you, Scotty. I didn't think Marco Casper would step onto the NHL ice until 
Montreal on Tuesday because I was like, there's no way they throw him, this 18-year-old, to the Wolves to face the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto. Not only did Derek Lalone do that, he put him as the center of the second line against one of the best teams in the NHL. And you know what? I thought he looked pretty comfortable out there. I thought he came over, knew exactly what his job was going to be. He executed his job, and I thought he looked very hungry. He almost got his first career goal in a in a scrum out front where Samsonov failed to cover it. I mean, he wasn't like knockout amazing, like, oh, my God, he's a super uh, future superstar, but he looked comfortable, and that was a tough team to play against. That's big pressure minutes, and he didn't look – he looked up to the task. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, 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 I'm, I was very impressed with the, like you said, the poise. It didn't look like he was like shying away or that he looked out of place. I don't really think he, uh, like you know, when you look at the box score, like he didn't accomplish. And accomplish probably isn't the right word, but uh, produce. We'll go with that a, a whole lot. But um, that's not to say that that out there he looked lost or, or like he was uh, not ready for it. He, he looked good, like you said. I mean, he kind of brought a little bit of a physical side to the mm-hmm. Red Wings, and that was kind of nice to see. Uh, won some faceoffs, I think. Uh, uh, a few, actually, a, a few faceoffs in the offensive zone. At that, like, I mean, that's just like a crazy ask. Like, he's 18, and they just throw him out there. You know, he's taking offensive zone faceoffs. He, he's he's going out there and getting in skirmishes and stuff. Like, yeah, it wasn't a as far as production goes. He didn't really do a whole lot out there, but I certainly was was uh, something I think everybody can watch and kind of be uh, be be pleased with. And and yeah, I'm I'm happy with uh, with his performance, and I'm really happy that he was here and looked the way he did. Yeah, I completely agree. I I think what you said, you nailed it. Where you said he brought a physical edge. I think if we're gonna talk about anything he did the best today, it was bring a physical presence and an edge to the game. Something yeah. that let's be honest. This team desperately has needed because they traded away Tyler Bertuzzi and Michael Rasmussen got hurt. This team hasn't had that physical guy. Now, Sherratt, Sider, Edmondson on the back end, but on the forward core, there's nobody. Well, Adam Ernie. Got to give respect to Adam Ernie. Hey. He's the – got to give respect. Hey. But Marco Casper, if he can be that – and I don't want to put too much on his shoulders this early in his campaign as it's just one goal or one game rather – but if he can fill that void and maybe even then some of what Tyler Bertuzzi had of a guy who can be that physical playmaker gets in the corners, does the grimy stuff, and then also has a scoring touch. And he also has the added benefit of being a center and hopefully he can continue and stay at center at the NHL. I mean, that's, that's what this team, one of, one of the many things this team still needs and they need a guy like that. And I hope Marco Casper can do it because he did not shy away from those physical battles. I mean, we saw it. He got into a scrum defending cop at the end of the second period, and literally all of Steve Eiserman's top 10 picks <laughs> from his tenure here. Um, I I said first round picks on Friday, but forgetting about Sebastian Kosov. So I'll say his top 10 picks since 2019 <laughs> got into that scrum and Moritz Sider, Lucas Raymond, Marco Casper, and Simon Edmondson, and they were all trying to get after Michael Bunting he ended up getting himself a 10 minute m- misconduct for spitting at the laces of Simon Edvinson. And just the, fa- Oh dude, that was the best moment of the entire game. Like better than the Dylan Larkin hat trick. Let's be honest. It was just all four of those guys getting the in there and just now. shoving leaves in the corner. <laughs> that was the best. 
That was great. The future is now for sure. Definitely a uh, a cool kind of look into the future, hopefully, for the Detroit Red Wings. It was fun. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how the right like th- this is we talked about reasons to watch right like a couple weeks ago before Edmondson oh, got called up yeah. we talked about young guys like right now with Casper and Edmondson going to be in the lineup probably every day for the remainder of the season because there's maybe not Edmondson because I think there's like seven games yeah I think Edmondson's gonna have to take another one off but he'll, he'll take a few off Casper can literally play out yeah yeah like down the stretch here, like this is just going to be really fun hockey to watch because there's going to be a lot of young guys to watch the growth on. Let's see. Let's just see how long they can stay in the race for, right? Like yeah. you're not going to get the number one overall pick. It's not going to happen. So let's just have fun. Let's enjoy it. Yeah, unless, unless it's like Friday, in which case you just turn the TV off when you're down for <laughs> <laughs> it. was Friday. I wanted to enjoy Our the ability to there. just pretend like that game didn't happen is pretty remarkable. <laughs> just, it's just like such positive vibes when we got smoked for half of the games we're supposed to be talking about right now. <laughs> well, it's because we're not going to talk about the other half of those games. <laughs> there, <laughs> there was a game in Winnipeg, the second half of a back-to-back. The Red Wings looked tired. Halberg didn't play well. Recap done. Beauty. All right. When we come back, segment three, we got to talk about Alex Nedeljkovic yet. I want to talk about Ben Sherratt and Olimata. Um, and then I'm sure there's Sider's 40th point of the season as well as he eclipses 40 for this two years in a row. Still a lot to talk about. So stay tuned for segment three of Lockdown Reddings. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about AG1. Our next partner has a product you got to use literally every day. Start taking AG1 because with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all those things. It's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, and no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. AG1 was founded when its creator experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover, and it cost him over $100 a day. But because he created AG1, it's going to cost you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, I think we should talk about Alex Nedeljkovic. Let's do it, man. He was uh, lights out, I think, is probably the word. He was fantastic. Um, How many shots did he face? A total of 45 shots. Yeah, not bad. I would (laughs) say that's not a bad performance. Uh, You know what? And, And this is what a few Good performances by him in a row now. Yeah, I mean, even um, the game where he allowed four, I thought he looked good, and I thought it was just the team around him played poor. Yeah, I, I agree with that. We talked about that on the show. Yeah, like th- this is – I don't know. It might be a uh, a too little, too late thing for at least his future with the Detroit Red Wings specifically, but uh, certainly is playing for some type of uh, a contract and money going forward with some organization. So – 
Uh, we'll see what happens. But, it, I mean, I guess my point is if he was playing like this to start off the year, maybe we're not having this conversation. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Great the la- I mean, seriously, the last uh, – I want to say it's like three – Three or and I know that's like a very small sample size and uh, and whatnot. And there's a much bigger sample size that got him demoted. I, I totally understand all that, but uh, it's 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 nice to see. I'm happy for him and and he, like I said, he's playing for money. But uh, if he maybe got off to that kind of a start earlier in the year, maybe we're having a different conversation. Yeah, I it's spot on, and you know I don't want to take. I don't want to damper too much how fantastic he was in this game by talking about his. No, his, no, absolutely. Um his year struggles, but you know, this was, this was a fantastic performance by him. And like you said, maybe he's not going to be playing with the Red Wings next year. I mean, they will need a backup in the free agent market. It's not great. So who really knows? But that being said is he is competing for an NHL job. He is trying to prove to teams right now. I can continue to play at the NHL level. And he, in the last few games has really been fantastic. And there's no bigger, bigger sign of I'm a good goalie than stopping 42 shots. I'm sorry, 43 shots against the Toronto Maple Leafs who are a stacked team. And they were really good in this game. He had a goal saved above expected of 2.2 in this game. So he should have allowed at least two more goals than he did. And he said, no, it was just a fantastic game from Alex and And I'm really happy for him. And if it's not with the Red Wings, I obviously continue to hope that he gets an NHL contract with somebody somewhere because I think there's still a lot of potential in there. And I think what he plays so well in the games in which he's not trying to do too much. What made him super good in this game is he was fundamentally sound. When he has his bad games, it tends to be games where he, you know. talked about his his kind of ability to, ability is not the right word, but his tendency rather uh, to get like really over aggressive sometimes yes. in, in that. And whether it's going out and chasing a puck that you're like, oh, are you sure about that? Or like, even if it's as dramatic as that, or as simple as just like overbiting uh, on something, right? Like we, we, we've seen that a lot. And, and, uh, yeah, I agree with you in this game. He was, he was pretty sound Ended yeah. up pretty far out in net, I guess, in one of the net, one of the goals that he gave up, but, um, Whatever, that was kind of a weird scrum in front of the net thing. He made 43 other saves. So No, no, I, hey, yeah, I'm not trying to take away from today at all, like whatsoever. This was a great performance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. So, Moritz Sider, 40th point of the season. We love to see that. Uh, he, I think last year he had over 50. I doubt he's yeah. going to accomplish that this year. But, I mean, this is just another really strong year for Moritz Sider. He started off a little bit slow, but has since yeah, just the- really taken off. If you do the pace, st- like uh, like what he's on pace for stats, if you do kind of those and, and you look at since Sherratt and him got split up, uh, the rate stats, we'll call them, are uh, are, are much better since, since that happened. Yes, absolutely. And it's just a chemistry thing, a matchup thing, uh, without a doubt. And they play pretty – he plays obviously a lot better with – Jake Wallman and Jake Wallman, I thought was and good Jake in this Wallman's game as well. Yeah. God, they were both Sider and Wallman. It's no surprise, but they're both good in this game. They're, they're just ability to shut down plays and make big plays when it matters. I mean, there were a couple two on ones that Jake Wallman broke up with his stick. It was great. Sider had two points in this. So he had 50 points last year. He's at 41 now. So he's going to finish pretty damn close to where he finished last year. It's going to yep. be in the same vicinity as he's just such a reliable defenseman. I'm so glad we got him. He's a real lockdown guy. Uh, Olimata had a goal and an assist in this game. Breakaway uh, Olimata? 
I don't, I still don't know how that happened. I do <laughs> not know awesome. how that happened. I laughed. Like I, I, and I don't say that like in an insulting manner, but like when he scored on a breakaway, the puck found the back and then, and I genuinely laughed out loud. So I didn't was see, awesome. the, I didn't see the first goal because I was coming home from my hockey game. Uh, we lost four to three in the championship. Oh, that sucks. Stink. It stunk. It, we were, it was a really good game. Both teams played really well. Just in the end, we made one more mistake than they did. Uh, but I'm not talking about that. Shout out Moose Knuckles. Uh, fall League runner-ups. There you go. Let me give him a, let me give him a prop. Uh, so the Olimata goal, I, I didn't see it because of that. I was at the game. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, maybe he took a shot from the point or something. And I saw the replay. I'm like, what? Oli Mata <laughs> had a breakaway. And like, I kept watching the replay. I'm like, how did this happen? How did he end up rushing the point? Why did he end up rushing the point? Wouldn't that have been a forwards job? I'm just like trying awesome. to process how it took place. I'm like, you know what? I'm taking it. Good for Oli Mata. You know what? We ball. We ball. Right? <laughs> we ball. What are we going to do? Complain about it? Yeah. Absolutely not. Okay. But Scotty, before we sign off, there's one last thing we have to talk about. Do you know who the best player on the team was at expected goals for percentage in this hockey game? And he was also the second best player on the team. If you look at hockey stat card, are you asking me to like pretend like we didn't have this conversation before we got there and like act, or are you like asking me if, if I know? Cause obviously I do. Cause we talked about it before. Well, now that you've said that you might as well just give the people the, answer. uh, I have no idea. Uh, is it Dylan Larkin? Well, Dylan Larkin was the best player in hockey stat card, but he wasn't well, the best player. Close guess then, huh? You're close. You're right there. Is it Ben Sherrod? It's Ben Sherrod! Oh, crazy. I thought he and Edvinson looked pretty good in this game. I know the last game Edvinson's they were together. Edvinson's up there too in, in both of those. Yeah. I, I thought, know. yeah, like that pairing actually like clicked really well. I thought they were both phenomenal. I thought that pairing was was stellar. Yes, then they were good in this game. Ben Sherrod, I thought, was phenomenal in this game. The other game before this against Winnipeg, they looked pretty brutal together. Uh, that A lot of that had to do with, I think, Edvinson making some rookie mistakes. It was Edvinson's probably his worst game since being uh, recalled, and Ben Sherrod trying to cover those mistakes. And this game, it feels like they gelled a little bit more. Still a couple of yip moments from Edvinson, I thought, but... He had a much stronger game. He finished above 50% expected goals for percentage, which is really tough to do. We got shelled the way they did against this team, but Ben Sherratt, 75% expected goals for uh, expected goals for percentage at even strength and a 53% Corsi four for the best in the team and second best on hockey stat card. Yeah, he was pretty fun. If I do say so myself, I would agree with that. Pretty fun. Don't get to say that too often. Word. All right, Scotty, let's see. We kind of we, we broke down the Winnipeg Jets game, right? We don't have to talk about it. They lost. They stunk. It was a ta- second half of a back-to-back. We're not going to kill them over it. The worst scheduled back-to-back ever, too. That was awful. From, flying from That's Detroit so to Winnipeg and, and having a game like less than 24 hours later. Super awesome. Thanks, yeah. NHL. Really, really dumb. So, yeah, whatever. And But the Red Wings won this game. Made up for it on Sunday, yeah. Made up for it on Sunday. All right, uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a new episode. Probably be previewing that uh, Montreal Canadiens game. Probably. Probably. Had to guess. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> we ball. We ball. Same time. 
Same place. It's your team every day. Every day.